the things I like that I've seen you talk about is drive versus motivation. And so for the people who haven't maybe seen that post by you, could you kind of explain the difference there? Yeah, so people always hear, like, I got to get motivated. Like, how I get people, I will actually email me or message me and say, hey, give me some motivation to get to the gym today. And what I really want to say is you're going to fail. <laughs> like, if you need me to, to give you a reason to get to the gym, you know, like, motivation is, is like the stock market. It goes up and down. It depends on the day. Like, if people think I'm motivated every day to go to the gym, they're out of their minds. Like, I, like today, I didn't even really feel like going. But, and especially, like, when it comes to stuff like rehab work, I fucking hate rehab. Can I say that? Yeah. I fucking hate rehab work. I hate it. But if I want to lift again, that's what it's going to take. So every day I get up and I do my rehab work. Not because I'm motivated, because that's what it requires, and it's a choice. Yep. So that part of it is dry, because I know what it takes for me to get to A to Z, and if I don't do those things, now, so I would say drive is like gasoline in your tank. It's actual substantive. It's going to be what pushes you, pushes, like drives you, right, in, in your car. Nitrous oxide is like motivation, okay? You watch like an awesome video or something and you get super motivated and it gives you like that extra boost, you know what I mean? But if you're a lot, like, you would not be able to rely on nitrous oxide to, to, to drive across the country, right? You need gasoline for that. So gasoline is your drive. Motivation is nitrous oxide. But if you just... If you base everything on how you feel and how motivated you feel, you're not going to do anything that requires uh, delayed gratification. Like, you're just going to kind of chase whatever's right in front of you. And actually, I just recorded a new video where I'm talking about uh, one of the main things um, for people who successfully maintain weight loss. One of the main uh, predictors of people who maintain weight loss is their ability to delay gratification, essentially. It's not... It wasn't exactly that that was measured. It was uh, something called recency, which recency is basically the ability to process and appreciate uh, information that is in the short term versus information that's in the long term. So they actually found people who have a low level of recency do a better job at maintaining weight loss. So basically people who can process, integrate, and understand something in the long term versus what's right in front of them. Right. So I, I thought that was pretty interesting. But that's, again, that's, you know, what do you want to call it? Drive, discipline, whatever. Like Joe Rogan would call it discipline. Yeah. Um, it's that this is what you, you put it in your head. If you really want to do something, this is what you do. And it doesn't matter if it rains. It doesn't matter if you feel bad. It doesn't matter if you had a bad day. You do those things. So, and, you know, like I, I said before, I did see you on Joe, and I, uh, I saw him talk about that. And as somebody who has, I guess, always been described as driven throughout my life, I, I think, and I know you certainly have too, part of it is like, okay, you know, we that's how we identify ourselves with it. We say we're going to do it, we go after it. But the more I've seen over the years of, you know, this genetic research and, you know, conscientiousness and IQ and things like that are very genetically determined, do you think that one's ability to drive is a big genetic factor? Or do you think there's something that they can really do to find ways to improve it? Sure. Absolutely, hundred percent. I, I, you know, I said I wasn't gifted with many things, but that was one of them. You know, yeah. um, the ability to get shit done. But 
That being said, you can train yourself to be better at it. And there is research to show that too, you know, because I am not, I am a much better at goal setting and long-term focus than I was when I was 18 years old. Yeah. Right? Like I was really good for an 18 year old, <laughs> but I'm fucking awesome now for a 36 year old. Right. So it, it's, it's one of those things that somebody may never be as disciplined and driven as me, but you can get better than what you are. Right. Just like, um, lifting weights. Not everybody is going to wind up being Ronnie Coleman or, uh, uh, you know, Ray Williams or, or whoever you want to pick. Um, but you can get a lot better for what your genetics allow. And the pro- I, I think the same is true for drive and discipline. You, but you, it's got to be, it's like a muscle. You got to train it, you know? So, um, I think trying to integrate habits that are conducive to that are really important. And, um, I, I did just, I, I, you know, I understood what Joe was saying. We got kind of in this back and forth where he was talking about, like, you know, these people that, that fail diets or whatever, they just have a lack of discipline and, and this and that. And he said, we don't need to talk about them. Well, we, we do need to talk about them because they're 95% of people, right? I do agree with him, however, that a lot of it boils down to a discipline problem because people don't realize this, but there's no – diet that is associated with long-term weight maintenance. It's actually a set of behaviors that's associated with long-term weight maintenance. Uh, There are a few nutritional strategies there are, like higher protein and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, for the most part, like, you could be on the the most suboptimal diet, but if you have the set of behaviors that is conducive to weight maintenance, you'll be a better chance of maintaining your weight than like somebody who's on the most optimal macros, but but doesn't have that kind of, you know, that set of behaviors. Sure. And I, I would assume you agree with me here where uh, I think when we are driven, it's hard for us almost to not get annoyed. And I'm sure once you started coaching, you saw this a lot. Um, it's hard to not get annoyed a little bit when somebody says, oh, I didn't reach my goal. Well, were you consistent? No. Did you go to the gym? No. And as somebody who is always consistent, it's like, well, just do it, you know. Um, but you obviously find that just yelling at people like that isn't a solution to, like you said, 95% of the population. And that a lot of coaching comes down to. Go ahead. You know, I think it, you know, that's absolutely right. And, um, you know, it doesn't change the facts though. It doesn't change the facts that if you want to do something, everything's a choice. And so if you have a goal or whatever it is, if you really want it, there are other people who want it too. Mm-hmm. And anybody who says life is not a competition is full of it because <laughs> you're always in competition. Like my business is in competition with everybody else in the fitness industry. Yep. And uh, it doesn't mean I'm trying to like defeat everybody else in the fitness industry, but there are a certain amount of potential people who will buy other people's products and services versus mine. Sure. So everything is a choice in terms of what I do to try to make my stuff more appealing, or right down to, like, uh, make it more simple. Uh, getting ready for a bodybuilding show. I suffered terrible hunger pangs, low energy, low testosterone. Like, I, I always laugh when people are like, oh, I got my testosterone done that was low. Uh, should I do TRT? And they're getting ready for a show. I'm like, do you realize that every uh, natural bodybuilding case study has shown that uh, natural competitors are hypogonadal by the time they're ready for stage. Like, that's just normal. So, 
Like I went through all that stuff, but I, I, I very rarely ever slipped up on my diet because for me, everything was a choice. And it's yeah. like, okay, do I really want, and even though your evolution is, you're really fighting against evolution. Uh, it's like, do you really want to, if I go over my numbers or whatever, I might have to sit there when I'm on stage and if I don't do well, I'm going to be going, man, I wish I would have, you know, right. and I fucking hate that. I hate the idea of that. Right. So I probably have a really low level of recency because I can think about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my girlfriend, Holly, she's prepping for a show and we would both say that she has a, a higher level of recency than me. So, but she's a very, she's a very mo- motivated, driven person. Um, and so like she was really hungry, very low energy the other day. And what I said to her is I said, listen, I understand. I've been there. Just realize that that's, that's just a moment in time. It's not going to last forever. So how you feel right now is not going to last forever. So use that information to help get yourself through this difficult time. And I, like I've been there during prep where it feels like you are never, ever, ever going to have energy ever again. But again, everything is a choice. If I choose to eat over my macros, okay, well, that may be a bad person, but I might not beat the person who decided to stick to it. Right. And that's what – I hate that idea. I hate the idea of getting – That's kind of your fault. Just cause, yeah, just because somebody would have worked harder than me. I, know, I hate that idea. Yeah, understandable. If uh, I lose because of genetics or somebody's just straight out smarter than me, then, hey, shit happens. But – you know, if I lose because somebody got worked hard than me, that would drive me insane. 